<laughs> we bad. You just cook it. I got you, mad jokes today. How you going to cook my dome, though? <laughs> oh, man. Happy New Year to you. Appreciate it. You happy know, New Year. Ain't seen you. Happy belated, too. Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, yeah. How I'm was it? Sag, Cap. Yeah. We the best. <laughs> I mean, I saw this post the other day, and I was like, this is so legit. Jesus was a goat. Mm. <laughs> I never thought about that. Drop the mic. No oh, man, I what? never thought about that. <laughs> he knew we was coming, so he made me a part of. Mm. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Uh, if you <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't been feeling rich, we have one of the richest with mm. us. The absolute riches. Rich Auntie, she's back with us. If you're watching on YouTube, what you should be doing, you'll see her sitting right next to me. We we moved the studio. We still building it out. Okay. We're doing some new things for you. Hope you like it. Let us know if you like it too. Keep it uplifting.com. Let us know if you like it. But without further ado, you may have been feeling down. And you're now listening to the Keep It Up Listen. How you feeling? I felt like when you said Vegas, I wanted to hit a across. <laughs> Maybe in post that it will. <laughs> but instead of on, um, just like, but being that this is the second um, podcast of the year for me, I wanted to start with something that I felt was was pretty dope. Okay, and um, the youngest African American mayor has been elected. Okay. So this news segment, I like to call it Uplifting News. Okay. And, you know, I just kind of open with a bright spot. So uh, Arkansas City elects 18-year-old to be next mayor. 18-year-old young man. Wow. Yep. And this, uh, I'm reading this from CNN. It's Jalen Smith graduated from high school in May. Mm-hmm. Less than a year later, the 18-year-old will be tasked with governing Earl, Arkansas. As the rural city's newly elected mayor. Wow. <clears throat> and he, uh, you know, he won handedly, too. He beat uh, Nimi Matthews uh, 235 to 185 in votes. <laughs> so he cooked He cooked up, man. That was his whole senior club. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and it's, a, it's a small town. I believe it has, like, maybe 1,600 people or something like that. But... That is amazing. Yeah, I thought that was a dope story. It was something I wanted to highlight. Um, you know, obviously we're a little late, but I thought it was great because we always talk about, like, you could do whatever you want. You could do anything. And one of the things that we never push people to, or we talk about, how do we make a change? Let's make a change. Let's make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, we're impacting the people who matter to us. Let's make sure we're impacting our um you know, neighborhoods and things of that nature. And we're not, we're we're never saying go get in government, right? Like you should be a basketball player Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, tall or if you're fast or you run track and field, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things that really everyone can't do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're, we're entrepreneurs. So we have a business. We talk about that. But even that is not an ever-changing space, right? Right. But just think about it. If he's 18, like, he could be president in, like, 25. (laughs) I don't know about that. But, but hey, you never know. Yeah. 18-year-old mayor? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that just lets me know that, in my personal opinion, um, his parents and him were, like, very much, you know— dedicated and very much um like hey you you know pouring those positive affirmations into him and just letting him know that you can be great you can be whatever it is that you want to be and <clears throat> i don't <laughs> at 18 baby yeah well, was, i was trying to be outside so <laughs> for him to want to dedicate his life to making um you know his community better yeah. it's just like it is very uplifting. Like it's yeah, very inspirational. Totally right. 
Like so, I, I'm totally here for him. How how can I like support him or something? I mean, you know, I can move there. I don't think you want to move to Earl, Arkansas. <laughs> Earl? But no, just a you know, before we move on from this, a quote from the young man. He said, "I didn't run to make a name for myself. Mm. I ran because I wanted to help my community and move my community in the direction that it needed to be moved in." I'm so here for that. Yeah. I love I love that for him and. You know, I'm just going to speak speak greatness over him and his future. And for me to hear him now, I can't wait to hear about him in 10 to 20 years. So, Yeah. yeah. And us as business owners, we can actually get involved. So I looked it up because I was talking to someone yesterday and they were talking about how um, you can be on boards. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could be on boards and you could figure out new legislation that's coming in for businesses and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So mm-hmm. you can really change things. So, I, you know, I was like, OK, you're not in Maryland, but let me randomly look this up. And they were saying it's like twenty five hundred a year. And I'm thinking to be on a board where, you know, what new laws are coming in, that's going to help business and move business. And you can even share that with, you know, your circle and the mastermind groups that you're involved in. That's pretty dope. So uh, the northern. Anne Arundel County Chamber of Commerce promotes a favorable business climate for our membership by providing legislative and business advocacy, professional education programs, and networking opportunities designed to help develop a wealth of contacts and resources to help businesses grow and expand. Where I saw that? Can you drop me the link? I'll drop. <laughs> I'll drop it to you. But I thought this was something that was also pretty dope, man, and. Uh, we won't be boring you with a bunch of articles <laughs> this this episode, but uh, I just, you know, when you say you want change, right? Like mm-hmm. we, you know, we've made New Year's resolutions and New Year's resolutions. The crazy thing about that is you never you used to make a New Year's resolution to your gods back mm-hmm. in the day. That's like how it originally started. Okay. So imagine how the belief was in gods, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you had the God of water or the God of war or something like that, and you wanted to end war, Mm -hmm. your new year's resolution would be, Hey, I'll do this. If you end the war. Mm, Okay. Right. So there was, it was really a strong reason for you to not mm, not falter on your new year's resolution. You know what I mean? So, um, I think, when we talk about making moves, you you see this young man mm-hmm. who he said, I wanted my community to move in a certain direction. So I ran for mayor, <laughs> right? That, that is right. And now, so um, you know, I'm bringing up the, the Chamber of Commerce, but it's like that was just a quick Google search. And it's mm-hmm. um, a $40 application fee and roughly $750 a year to be a part of that group just in the county that I'm in, you know? But two things I would say to that, like in order, in order for you to be better and to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that that took in that time of you even looking curiosity, right, right, right. And then the second thing is investment. Like you're willing to invest into your future, right? Like into you, your circle, um, and that that's just as big, right? Your circle, yeah. because you're only as great as the people around you, because they're going to be pouring into your cup just as much as you pour into yours. So that is like, and that's, I feel like I'm like the Google queen sometimes. Right, like, right. Call me George, because I stay curious. Yeah. <laughs> like, so to that's totally news to me because I thought it was, you know, like I can't even necessarily say that I've thought about it per se, but I thought you had to be in some type of like Congress room more or less, to be mm. in those type of spaces, right? So I mean, you don't know until you know, right? And now I know. And it's it's all here. You know, one of the things that are going around right now is something called, like, chat GPT or something that mm-hmm. uh, is down now, but it's, it's pretty much this AI that everybody believes is just going to wipe us all away. But the people who will succeed, the people who will succeed at their New Year's resolutions, the people who will succeed in life are... The people who will take charge now, because you got to think we have Google and people still ask questions about stuff. Right. That they could Google. I want to I want to (laughs) be I want to be politically correct in that. Like, it's good to ask questions. But did you do any research? Did you do any legwork? And we talked about that before. I'm going to keep it even more simple. You can literally 
my aunties be on the website. Yeah. And what they're looking for is right there. <laughs> and they will still ask. <laughs> they will still ask. This this says shipping is five dollars. Is shipping five dollars? Yep, that's what they ask. Oh, and before we leave this, rich auntie, you have rich uncles now on the site. <laughs> right? So Yes. Started off with some Letterman jackets. I'm mm-hmm. super excited. Um, and I'm working with my vendors to add some more pieces to see how that works. Okay. And the different the little it's a little different with the uncles right now, just temporarily. Um, I'm actually going to get some pieces and my brother's going to be my model. I'm super excited for that because he just can't, you can't tell him he ain't cute. So. <laughs> but um, I'm going to get some pieces so I can sample it even more. But right now I am working directly with the vendors and I'm doing what you call drop shipping for the okay. un- rich uncle stuff. Just temporarily right now. Um, so I'm excited to see um, the uncles that come through like, yeah. They like I see the aunties, so I'm trying to get with the aunties. So right. you know, I'm excited. I like it because I always told you that you could be a stylist, right? And, and the fact that you're putting stuff on there that you would po- possibly and potentially like to see another man in. So much. it's like it's like a layup, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you already just you giving game away for free. It's like, look, this is what you should wear. Very much so. This is how you should put it together. Right. I, I mean, don't know what else to do for you. Right, like how I, to- I told you earlier, your shirt was wrinkled. Uh, <laughs> I already knew the shirt was wrinkled, though. That's what I had another shirt, but just in case. <laughs> yeah, man, I man, I did a pod one time. My lips was dry. <laughs> lips was dry, and <laughs> my boy was just looking at me. The whole time. I was like, "Dog, you ain't gonna tell me." Mm-mm. He was like, "I ain't see it." <laughs> All right, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, um, New Year's resolutions, people start new bu- new businesses, um, trying to embark on different journeys, and really 2023 is my year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to play this clip from Byron Allen, who uh, everybody may know him for being on, I can't even think of which shows he was on, but being an entertainer or a comedian, that's how mm-hmm. I know him. But one day I was researching and found out that he owned the Weather Channel. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. And I found out what? because I was trying to find people who started a network, right? Like mm-hmm. I follow other podcasts and, and they do, they look at it as a broadcast, right? Like, because this technically is a broadcast. We got, right. we got cameras everywhere. We got lights. We got mics. All of this stuff, right? So... I was trying to figure out like how did other people do it so I can, cause you know, it's always like, man, there's a blueprint out there somewhere. And it was, he was on a breakfast club. So this clip is from the breakfast club. Uh, this is somebody else's TikTok, but Byron Allen was on there talking about his claim to fame. Okay. And I, I'll just start it over. Part of my, my company from my dining room tape in 93. I did a television special where I interviewed a bunch of funny friends called Entertainers with Byron Allen. Yep. I called all 1,300 television stations and asked them to carry the show for free. They all told me no about 50 times. After a year of doing that, I was able to squeeze out 150 yeses. Mm-hmm. I got a TV station in every market from New So let's, I was doing the math. I got... I, <laughs> I got to bust this down for a second, though. My man said he started his media company mm-hmm. at his kitchen table from his dining room table. Mm-hmm. And he said he was just cranking out. This is when you ain't had no internet. So my man was in the phone book making phone calls and people be acting like they can't. Yellow page. <laughs> people be acting like they can't get stuff done. And it's like, dog, you got a smartphone. You have unlimited power in your hands. All right. I'm going to. Just had to stop right there because <laughs> come on now to Waterloo, Iowa. A Tribune had said to me, Byron, if you get 75% of the country, we will sell your commercial time because I said to the TV stations, there's 14 minutes of commercial time. I'll keep seven minutes. You keep seven minutes. I'll sell my seven minutes to national advertisers. You, local TV station, you sell your seven minutes to local advertisers. I'll sell my seven minutes right. to McDonald's, Pepsi, Johnson & Johnson, and General Motors. You right. produced the show, did everything yourself. Did everything myself. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Sat there for one year, worked 
the phones like crazy. Now, Tribune said, we changed our mind. We're not going to give you an advance of $400,000 so you can go into production. I didn't have two nickels to rub together, and I decided I'm going forward. I didn't know how I was going to get it done. It was tough. My home went in and out of foreclosure over 14 times over about a four or five year period. Went from bankruptcy to billionaire. And that's exactly right. They were dead. I don't know this man, but I love it. <laughs> Let me just talk about this for a second. <laughs> Seriously, I, I thought you would like this because, you know, we're hustling. We're we're hustling, but I want to go from hustling to building. Mm hmm. And I feel like that's what he did. He went from hustling because we always talk about hustling. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what's next? Right. If you're hustling on the street, mm-hmm. you can't ever get out because you're always hustling. Right. Right. So you're, you're half a mil, your million and whatever you're doing will either run out or to catch up with you because you still hustling. You never have, you never building anything. You're never getting assets, investing that money in things that will get you away from the street. Right. Cause right, right. the hustle is supposed to grow you. Mm-hmm. My man hustling at the dining room table. <laughs> right. My man is said he had a deal on the table, said he was going to get it done. Like they always do. When it may be us and, you know, and I'm going to get into race at the end of this, too, because I wanted to talk about that. But when it's us, sometimes or in business, sometimes they say yes and then it be up. Right. Right. So at that point, you say I'm going forward. But what I would actually say is I feel like what he's saying is what we say just a different way, because what it sounds like he went from no longer to surviving to thriving. My man was surviving. His joint was, he said, my, my house is going in bankruptcy. Right. But what I'm saying is if when you hear his transition, because I feel like once you start thriving, you're no longer in survival. You're like, how can I be better? Because right, now, right, right. now it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of kind of like living that whole like paycheck right. to paycheck or whatever. Like now, how do I take what I have right. and be better? Right. Like, and it don't even necessarily have to be monetary. It could just be knowledge. Like yeah. he, now he ha- has a, uh, a well of, of knowledge is just running deep. Right. So now he's just like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know everything that I need to do, but I'm going to go forward. Right. Right. And that's where you get out of that survival and you start thriving And Hey, this is who I am. This is what I got. This is what I don't got. And this is how I'm going to be better. Yeah. What that look like. Like, I feel like we get into the state of like, because you're trying to make it, you're still surviving. No, you're now thriving because now you're no longer doing the same things you were doing. You're not making the same mistakes. You're learning, you're growing, evolving. So now you're thriving in who you're supposed to become. You're no longer surviving to just maintain. My man went from how to why not? No, you know, because he was like, "How how I'm gonna do this?" Now it's like, "Why why wouldn't I be able to do this?" No, now is I'm going to do it. I mean. (laughs) Hey, relentless Byron Allen. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> from, from bankruptcy to billionaire. That's crazy. Let me round this back. I'm cutting Four or five year period. Right from bankruptcy to billionaire. And that's exactly right. There were days I didn't eat. Days they turned my phone off. I was calling people from a pay phone. And I got to know the lady really well at the bank. She says, your file keeps coming on my desk. What are you doing? I said, I'm not paying my mortgage because yeah. I'm paying the cameraman, the sound person, paying to get tape, paying to have my show edited. And I'm paying to put it on the satellite. I'm just trying to put a show in production. I don't have the money to do it. She says, listen up, honey. Don't let it go past day 89. Because day 90, it goes to the lady next to me. And you don't want your file to go to her desk i showed up on the 89th day i paid my mortgage i was floating and finally i turned the corner and i signed up all the movie studios to buy advertising after i got the movie studios i got soft drinks fast foods and packaged goods and pharmaceuticals automotive and i went industry by industry and i went to board of directors the ceos and chief marketing i'm on on the phone i'm going day and night i'm on the plane every night i'm six meetings a day i put another show on another show next thing you know i have 43 shows on the air one of the largest you can't tell me that's not thriving. You cannot tell me that is not walking I, I, in your purpose. I'll tell you what that is. That that's what being an entrepreneur truly is. Very much so. The you got to think about it. My man started winning, and the cons- he got even more consistent. Mm-hmm. He got even more diligent. He got even more hungry. Like 
Oh, really? Oh, it's working? Oh, it could work even more. You know, I mean, being on the phone, six meetings a day, hustling, not eating some days, and paying people with money that you need to put a roof over your head and getting it to go to the line and being like, all right, well, oh, so this is the hustle. That's nuts. It's it's not actually. It's really not. I ain't going to hold you. As I'm looking at merchandise, I'm like, all right, I got this coming in, this coming in. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just push this over here. Right. Right. Like. And and that's, you know what that is? That's that's being comfortable being uncomfortable. Because that's an uncomfortable situation. Ooh, especially, to, especially. To know that they could come and take the crib. Baby. That's where you shoot the show. <laughs> they go. They go. They go come in mid. They go come in broadcast. <laughs> Moving cameras. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me get that real quick. No, man. Like, but this is what you know is the epitome of being uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a bill. If you know it's a certain bill that you don't have to pay, don't get in that habit. But hey, you ain't got no debt because I ain't hear him say nothing about no debt. He just got the house, so obviously he was he was in a better position, but. However you want to do it, if you if there's something that you really are passionate about, like you said, living in your purpose, moving in your purpose, this is fulfilling him. And he he's like, I'm going to do this no matter what. And he was on go and he wasn't going to stop until he got it accomplished. Right. And and I want to say this because I feel like um, we we tend to get confused with this. Like I tell some of my homegirls, right, like. Don't confuse your intuition and your insecurities, right? Like, because they can feel very much the same. So in the same thing, when walking in your your purpose, don't confuse it feeling good and it being right. Like, because mm. when it's when it feels good, it feels like this is what it's supposed to be. Mm. Like, just because you enjoy doing it, are you willing to go this far for right, it? Right? right. Like, when you are willing to stay uncomfortable for it in the days where you know you're hungry, right. but you can go without eating right. because you know, like, if I put this money in here today, it, it could happen tomorrow. Like, right. those are the times when you really know that, hey, I'm I'm walking in my purpose. Like, if I'm willing to, to not go get this this dub, this Big Mac or whatever, <laughs> right. you know what I mean, what or that Chick Fil A, that Starbucks, yeah. right? If you are willing to give up the things that you love the most mm. for the thing that you can't live without, then right. I feel like right. that's how you can kind of, you know, um, get a sense of like, okay, this is what I'm supposed right. to be doing. You giving up sleep, you're you're willing to do just about anything to fulfill this idea. Like I always say, when you have an idea. It comes from God because he planted it in you. Now it's for you to walk in your faith to actually fulfill it. Right. Like, and he just, you got to walk it. He can't lay it out for you if you're not willing to walk it. So it's like, when you get that idea and you like, I'm going to go with it and I'm going to push it. Like, you know, you, I, I truly believe that that is your, that is an indicator for you to know that, Hey, I'm actually supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me, just just gonna finish it out. It was a okay. long, it was a long clip. My bad. <laughs> Hell libraries in the world. I went to Verizon. Said I want to launch ten networks with you. They said we'll give you six. We launched six twenty-four hour HD networks. A few years later, we launched the seventh network. We ended up being the largest producers of court shows. And then a buddy came to me, a guy who satellite at my networks. Success begets success. He mm. said, can we have dinner? He mm. said, you don't realize this. Before I was the, the CEO of this satellite company, I used to be the chief operating officer of the Weather Channel. You should buy the Weather Channel. It's a great business, and it generates hundreds of millions of dollars. We got into it. I said, I'm going to buy the Weather Channel. Mm. I called a guy up. I said, we have an opportunity to buy the Weather Channel. It generates quite a bit of capital, and I need $310 million. I didn't use my own money. I borrowed it. Oh. I called him on a Friday morning. He OPM. has $100 billion that he manages. So I said, look, I'm here to help. You put it somewhere and yes, get that sir. return. I'm an asset. <laughs> he sent his top executive to see me the next business day, Monday at 2 o'clock. He said, this is one of the most amazing business stories I've ever heard. I'm going to give you a commitment letter tomorrow morning. Please close on the Weather Channel. Wow. And we did. Started my company. Listen, that. what did we just also say at the beginning? You are just as successful as the circle. When you start getting, you put yourself in certain rooms, mm-hmm. like that's that's all it takes. Like um, over the weekend on Saturday, I had the opportunity to go to 
um, an entrepreneur ball. Yeah. Um, I got to meet Miss DMV, Miss Maryland. Like, there there are no places that I'm really going where these two women are going to be, right. to my knowledge. And like, you would know them, right? You wouldn't know who they I wouldn't. Are. I definitely wouldn't right. know who they are. <laughs> like, and it, it by no, may, no means is a shade to them. I just, right. these aren't people that I would follow, you know, that I don't know. So it was just like, when I saw it on Eventbrite, I was like, this is different. Like, rather than just go out to, you know, as I like to say, just go outside. Like I went outside with a purpose. Like I want to go meet a couple people. Like, and I want to meet people that's in my space because, um, as I elevate, I realize there are certain conversations that I can't have with my regular, you know, I don't even want to say regular, but you know, my friends that are not entrepreneurs in my family, because they don't always understand when you're, you're venting about something or you're like, Oh my God, I got this crazy idea. Like they're looking at you like, what? Like, you know, as much as I love my dad, he never fully understands a lot because my dad is so, you know, very traditional in the sense of like, I got a paycheck coming every week or every two weeks or whatever. So not having that guarantee, you know, they don't understand the risk that you're willing to take for something that you're extremely passionate about. So finding people that are very like-minded not only just help you elevate, but they are really great sounding boards yeah. to be able to talk. Like one of my friends, she is in the um, the beauty industry. Um, she's an esthetician. She does, she does a lot of things in the, the beauty industry. And I was like, Hey, I'm revamping my site. Tell me what you think. Right. And she gave me some great feedback, right? Not only just her, just other friends, but I made sure I included someone that's an entrepreneur mm. because she's going to be able to see things from a standpoint like my friends, they looking at it from uh, a shopper, you know, like, hey, consumer. a consumer. Yeah. And versus she's looking at it like a boss, like, nope. OK, so what about this? Because when someone does a Google search, are they going to be able to find this? Mm. Like, So just thinking about that and having the those people in your corner makes a world of a difference. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I was in Florida for a whole month. Mm. And I had a ball, man. <laughs> But my, so I went to, my boy had tickets to see LeBron play in mm-hmm. Miami. And, you know, I was in the Tampa area. He's like, bro, come down. Mm-hmm. Now, my boy owns A&V. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong, but it, it's A&V something. <laughs> he owns a a, a, a car rental uh, company. Okay. And he just started it. He said it's doing well. And just like you said, your circle. And that was the. That was more of the reason I wanted to go. My, he's my boy, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to let him know that, hey, I'm in your circle too, you know, right, because right. he's been making a lot of moves and actually he's been, I, I had to keep up. I wanted to, but it's like, it's it's healthy competition. It's like, oh, I see him, you know, going to extra yard. I'm like, okay, well, what, what haven't I done? What haven't I focused on? And, how can I, you know, just just keep pace with him or, or let me tap in with him to see what he's doing that maybe I'm not doing. Right. So I thought that, would, you know, I thought we would have more time to talk about. It. I didn't think it would happen to where. And let me backtrack a little bit because I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to fly down. Flights was crazy mm-hmm. and they wouldn't fly back at a certain time. Okay. Right. So even if I got a car off a of Toro or rental car. I was probably going to have to sleep in the car. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get the hotel. Mm-hmm. My boy, I asked my boy where he's staying at. He's a brickle. I say, oh, oh. <laughs> well, maybe I can sleep in the car. You know? <laughs> but no, I say, you know what? Well, you know, it's Christmas time. It's birthday month. I'm in Florida for a whole month. Like, I'm already burning through bread. Right, it's expensive. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm in Tampa. I'm in St. Pete. I'm out. You outside. Right? I'm out. I met a lot of people down there, but, you know, so I say, forget it. I'm going to get the hotel. Mm-hmm. Then I go to try to rent a car on Toro. So, you know, my driving record a little crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they won't let me use the Toro app. What? Right. So I had to overcome that obstacle, too. Okay. Because I was like, nothing's going to stop me from going out here. One, to see LeBron play. Another two, goat. Right. I just want to call that out. Uh, Capricorn. Okay. But two to kick it with but two to kick it with my boy because it's been a minute. Like mm-hmm. he running his business. I'm over here doing what I gotta do. Then we also also trying to just enjoy life a little bit, right? Right, right, right. So I shoot down. It's the craziest ride ever. There was like this bridge that was just like bridge and ocean. 
and mm. the bridge just shot straight up like 300 feet and then just came straight back down. And it takes, it's the bridge from like Tampa to other side of Tampa or something. I don't know. So anyway, I take this four hour car ride down there. I get down there. I thought I would have enough time. We thought we was going to do dinner. We didn't do dinner. Anyway, fast forward, meet up with him. We get to the game, enjoy the game. After the game, of course, we got to step out, right? <laughs> But the craziest part was, you know, he he was he was there with his lady and uh, she just wasn't feeling well. And, I, you know, I ain't had nobody with me. So maybe she was just like, you know, I'll let y'all hang out. So right, she, right. she let us hang out. We go to Mango's. Mm-hmm. Right. I use Lyft. I'm about to stop using Lyft because y'all acting up. I use Lyft. We got in some Altima. I thought he stole it. Like it had every <laughs> light on. <laughs> what? You ever been in a car and you ain't wanting to turn the light on? Because you ain't want to know what kind of car you was in. So I wasn't even trying to be mean. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be mean when we had finally made it to Mango's. He was like, y'all here. And I didn't even think we was going to make it over the bridge for real. Because from Brickle to Mango's, you know, that's like, uh, <laughs> that's like Oceanside. What is that? Did, did you shake when you got out the Man, car? Like- nah, I ain't even. We was having too much fun. <laughs> so <laughs> we. My boy gets out of his side of the car easy, and I'm trying to get out. I'm like, the door don't work. My man reaches across my whole body, <laughs> and it's like, you was like this. <laughs> he was like, it work. Oh. I said, oh my bad, I didn't mean to offend him. So anyway, we get out, we get in line. They trying to sell us a table because we looking nice, right? We looking mm-hmm. dapper. Mm-hmm. Get to the, <laughs> get to the um the host stand or the security guard to pay, and he's like. He's like, man, bring your shoulders down a little bit. I'm like, dog, what you talking about? He was like, you was looking small back there when you was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, we had a good night. But that is the craziest part about the night is like, you know, you've been to Mangoes before? I feel like I have. So Mangoes has like beautiful women there. You know, they're not really dressed up. Like mm-hmm. they're not. It's not a strip club, but like they, you know, they got mm-hmm. like beach attire or, mm-hmm. you know, Songs and stuff on, right? So it's you know it's it's a nice spot. So anyway, I realized after we finally left Mangoes and I get back to the hotel, I'm like, me and my boy was talking about business the entire time. Mm. Now, granted, we was catching up on life, mm-hmm. but our lives is business are full of our business. So we were sharing ideas. We were we were talking about contacts and things like that. And I just think that furthers your point is, you know, I had a great night. Mm-hmm. We did a bunch of stuff. And we still talk. I thought we was gonna have to I thought I was gonna have to stay an extra day or I was gonna have to sit him down or arrange mm-hmm. a meeting for when we get back. And we really just chopped it up and talked about our lives, which is <laughs> business, right? Is our business at this point. And I think that's what happens when you are around people is it's not like you're talking about things that are outside of their scope, outside right. of their norm, right? right? Like it was it was so much that I actually wondered it was so much business talk that I felt Guilty. like we talked about business too much. I was like, did Guilty? we? Right. right, yeah. And the the craziest part is I mean, it it was just natural for us. Like we right. you know, it was cuz we were talking about sports, this, that, this, that. And it was something where we just kind of connected. We talking about fitness. We talking about everything. Right, right, right. But that was a large majority of the conversation. And, you know, like Byron says, success begets success. I mean, look at us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. But you know what I can um, appreciate? Because I feel like um, I feel like it can get. So I just had this like um, aha moment the other day. Um, I was literally in the kitchen, like cooking, mm-hmm. and it really came to me. Like I was like, "Oh dang, I'm, I wanted to talk about something." Right? I can't remember, but it was pertaining to my business. But it was like I want to talk about. Then I was like, "Who can I call?" <laughs> I was like, "They said when you like uh-huh. when you start elevating, not yeah. only just like your business, but just I feel like me as a person. Like, um, 2022 was 22 two in." <laughs> um and i kind of not i kind of but 
I left a lot of things and people right where they were. Right. And um, that journey, I realized, was very lonely because what they say is lonely at the top, right? Mm -hmm. And when I came in that moment, I was like, that is so true. Like, like you want to be able to have just as many people that call you that you can call them. And when you realize that you can't call them, now granted, I have a couple good friends that have really great ideas, like, you know, that I can talk to. But outside of that, like when you don't have um, those like-minded people, it is really hard as you're elevated and growing because you need those people to connect with and talk to and just to, just to kind of do a little like, you know, post check. Like, hey, yeah, like, am I doing this right? Right, thing? right. Like, you know. How's everything? Thing, right. Like, just kind of. Did or, you call so-and-so? Remember how? Last time I talked to you, girl, right, did you do this? Right. Like, you know, whatever. So just having those, it's basically like having a accountability, accountability partner in business, right? Yeah. Like, we do that for each other. But then sometimes it's just like. You know, there's certain things I can't talk to you about, about owning a women's boutique that you're going to be able to truly understand or whatever. So it's just like, dang. And I remember seeing, um, uh, what is her name? Milan. Uh Um, She was talking about how, unfortunately, women don't always, are, are not always as welcoming. Like, if I could find a woman that's in the business that would be my mentor, like, that would be awesome but unfortunately like not a lot of women are are very genuine right like in the space so right. it makes it it ma- it definitely makes it um lonely at the top as they say well you know i feel like that's with that's with us more so than when i say us um african americans black people mm-hmm. however you see yourself and you brown and Right. You didn't ask to be here, you know, however, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> and I say that because I was watching, uh, I was watching Mad Fafu part podcast and he had the earn your leisure dudes on there. Mm-hmm. And one of the conversations that they were talking about, they were talking about how we never get together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know young and old, like I've seen young and old women be catty with each other mm-hmm. race, you know, different race or same race doesn't matter. Right. But we're in a 90 of like the percentiles, like 90 something percent of us have businesses, but have less than 10 employees. Mm. And when you say it's lonely at the top, I think we have to change that mentality because look at Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart is a, a beautiful example of how, you can build out something with your friends. Right. You can build success with your friends. I mean, that was the idea behind, you know, the prodigal brothers podcast that I started. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you want to build it with the people that you are cool with, that you love, but you also want to be able to build it with people who look like you, who right. you know came from where you came from and things of that nature. And it's, it's crazy because with us, we should be mentoring each other. Now, sometimes it costs. And that's what I see in Atlanta, right? You see the same faces often in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people may get sick of it, but I love it. I'm like, oh, Neo with him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, David with him? They, they know her too? Oh, and then you see them all grouped together and they're willing to pay for each other's thing. They're, they're willing to sing each other's praises. And I just feel like we have to follow suit in that a lot more and understand who is the leader. Like, right. that's the problem I think we have, too, is, like, some somebody can lead me. I'm cool with that. Right. Just because I own my own thing don't mean that you I can't, can, you can't, can't let me know what's up, you know? Right. <laughs> and that's just, uh, I feel like we just falter there a lot. And that, that pulls me into my next topic, which, <clears throat> uh, and I wanted to know how you felt about this, but I feel like racism is used as kryptonite for us. I feel like black people need to have more emotional intelligence. Oh, definitely. Right. But what does racism pull on? Doesn't pull on logic. Oh no. How they make you feel. Right. And I, so I feel like they've used that so well when I say they, the powers that be whoever, but Mm -hmm. it's used often. You can see it 
And I thought of verse 48. Mm-hmm. You know that they are trying to get you to snitch. Mm-hmm. You know that they're trying to get you to snitch on yourself. Mm-hmm. In your homeboy next door. Right. Mm-hmm. And how they always catch somebody up is through, well, you know, so-and-so told me that. <laughs> For real? Like, it's... They always pull on our they always pull on our heartstrings on our emotions mm-hmm. and we're rarely ever thinking with logic. Right. And I feel I feel like in corporate America it happens a lot, right? You know there's discrimination that happens. Mm-hmm. It's happening in your face. I've I've been a a, a vic I've I've experienced it. I'm not a victim. I've experienced right, it. Right, but the fate but when it happens in your face, people are waiting and looking mm-hmm, to see you. if your face changed. Mm-hmm. See if your body language change. See if mm-hmm. your shoulders shrink. Mm-hmm. And we never are. We we're never going to be super successful as a community, as a race, as a culture, whatever you want to say. If we always move on impulse, right? So I would say two things to that, right? So when it comes to um, the emotions and impulse, and like working in corporate America, right? Like, um, I feel like, uh, that was something I had to learn, right? Like, especially being a black woman right. and especially being a darker complected black woman. Right. So it's just like, because I know if I say something, I'm going to be depicted as the angry black woman. Right. Right. So I'm well aware of that. So, um, I became really good at, okay, Hey, um, I just want to make sure I didn't misunderstood what you said. Right. It seems like there's a gap in what, what you said and possibly what I, I pre- interpreted. Right. Can you can you fill the gap for me? Right. Because now I'm I'm not going to feed into it. I'm not. My voice is still the same. My expression didn't change. Hey, what's going on? Right. Because now because now I know what you're doing. And rather than me, who are you talking to? Right. Be tough. Right. right. Because then because there was a couple times where, right. you know, because. It, it is very much like you know you're being you're being attacked with certain things. You, right, but you some, know that. But sometimes it ain't that. Sometimes it's not, but there are there are more times than none that it is. And your experiences may be different from mine, but I'm speaking from personal experiences no, I'm where not, I'm not attacking your experience. No, I'm not saying you're attacking, but I just know that when you see those, you have to know how to right, respond right. and not respond respond with logic right and not emotion right because of the fact that like <laughs> if you do you now you're going to feed into a narrative right you know because there could be a time where you feed into it and it wasn't it right and you just took it that way but even when we've seen it with indian people though yeah, yeah. right <laughs> i've experienced their names get too. butchered and yeah. they even and someone will tell the tell you know just for sake of a name steve what their name is and steve still keep butchering their name yeah or they say i like it this way no i'm i'm i have that all the time um and my name is literally r lease (laughs) i've been called alicia arlene right and it's like no my name is actually Arlene. right (laughs) like or when someone will literally like send you a message and spell it wrong like hi um, you spell my name wrong. Is right. this, and then right. they'll, they'll intentionally like do it again, and it's just like, like what in the world? But none of that makes money though, and it, I, I hate to see, that. I hate to say it like money is the end all be all. But what are we at work for? Yeah, definitely. You know, what are you in business meetings for? Exactly. Or even if you're potentially in a violent situation, what is that going to take you away from doing for yourself, your family, and the people that rely on you? Exactly. Right. Like, like I say that when you have those issues, um, you know, I I told my tell my brother all the time, even we talked about it, you continuously complain about something. Um, I mean, or, or even if you vent about something, it eventually becomes complaining. And if you see that this is a problem that continuously happens, then what are you going to do to yeah. remove yourself from that situation? Because clearly it, it's a problem for you at that point. Right. So what are you going to do to remove it? Right. Um, but the other thing I was going to say when it comes to um, our community and, and acting on impulse and not being um, together is very much. Um, I truly believe that sometimes um 
we are people in our community don't know how to humble themselves enough to say they're inspired, right? Mm. Um mm. I I truly believe like and and I was going to tell you earlier, I'm, you know, I'm big on um the tongue in which you speak. It wasn't so much as you was looking at your friend in competition. Right. You was looking at him through a lens of you were inspired. Right, right, Like, right. I'm not competing with yeah. you. I'm inspired by right. you. Like, dang, how did you do that? Like, teach me. Right? right. Like, not everyone knows how to humble themselves enough to where they're, like, me humbling myself to ask you a question doesn't make me smaller. Right. It makes me bigger because right. I'm willing to say, you're doing something I like it. Right. How can I do that? Right. And and knowing that what you're doing doesn't necessarily look the same for me is going to be totally different for me because we're different. But be okay with saying, hey, I love what you're doing. Teach me. Right. And I don't think that our community has that because um, that space of being able to come to you, like whatever that makes that person feel like, it makes them feel smaller. But and that has that has nothing to do with me, of course, because it's like but for that, you. But that's the thing that I was talking about with us is if you have more than me and you look like me, I need to make it seem like I got more than you. Or I make I need to make it seem like I'm doing better than you. Right. Because I'm gonna feel a certain way if somebody thinks that I don't make as much as you or I'm not doing as well as you like the aesthetics are so built into us that we can't even absorb information sometimes. Mm -hmm. Cause when you look at the people who we idolize mm -hmm. all of them, and, and I won't even say not the brightest, all of them aren't the best examples for us to look up to just because they got nice chains, just because they got nice cars, just because like, there's a lot of finessing that's also going on. Cause there's a lot of people that was out here selling them courses, telling you how to get the bag and showing you Range Rover rented, leased, mm -hmm. you know, they finessed, uh, you know, uh, small business credit cards and a whole bunch of stuff. Where are them people at? Right. Um, what I was about to say, I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, what I was going to say is, um, I actually had a conversation with my therapist about this, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I'm a visual person or whatever. But when we were talking um, and I was explaining just kind of like a bunch of different things and just in the dialogue, I was just saying like how um, I remember someone asking me, um, was I materialistic? Right. And I said, yes, if, you're, if your definition basically is if I like nice things, mm. right? Because- if you like nice things or if you want nice things or if you have nice things, you tend to be labeled as materialistic, especially if you like designer things. Right. right? right. Um, and, and in that conversation, I, as I'm talking, right, like and, and literally therapy, just sometimes just you thinking your thoughts out loud and just kind of figuring um, things on your own. I came to the, you know, uh, the full like circle of one I know I like nice things because of the environment that I grew up in. Right. Being from New York, it was just kind of like having the latest shoes or whatever was just great. But then as I kind of like dug deeper, like my whys or whatever, I realized you you wanted those things because you wanted respect. Right. Right. Like, and I feel like as people, we want that. Right. Right. So it's like, why do we idolize those people that have those things? And it's because people respect them. Right. Right. And why do people respect them? It's because they have this this notion that they make money mm -hmm. or they're well-respected or they, or they have this type of influence and like you want those things. So it's just like, Oh, so basically all I want is to be accepted yeah. and respected <laughs> basically. Yeah. And, and ultimately that's what it kind of like boils down to. Whereas in other communities, it's not about what you wear and it's about your actual character. Right. Like how you take care of your family. Like, right. Granted, those are things that we pay attention to, but more times than none, it's more or less how you look. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think you I think you wrapped that up. I got one last thing <laughs> I wanted to touch on. <laughs> People pay attention, man. Bad baby says that all the men that sub to her OnlyFans should be locked up. 
Bad baby. Yeah. And I, I know you don't even know who she is, but she was some young girl. She was the catch me outside girl. Barbie. Isn't it bad Barbie? Bad or, Babby. Or, that Barbie. I think it's something like whatever, oh, whatever it is. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and what? just what all I want to say is like, there's just a lot of misinformation going on out there. Like, you know, they got chat. I mentioned chat GPT earlier and all of these things that we're starting to rely on technology. But do some research. Open a book every, every once in a while. Mm-hmm. The interview with Barstools was with the guy who used to be a quarterback for North Carolina. He, um, I can't think of his name, but he's done it with Boosie. He's done it with other people, but it's it's like a little comedy thing. And then there's a dude on the side eating ice cream. <laughs> okay. But on every major black outlet mm-hmm. and probably TMZ, but I saw it on, you know, um, Instagram and on Twitter from, you know, I won't name them, but. They just put that up and it's like everybody's putting stuff up just to get clicks and likes and attention. But if you actually watch the interview, that wasn't what she said. Oh, a soundbite. Right. And it was chopped up and everybody just ran with it. Mm. And (laughs) you go to the comments and there's a bunch of us (laughs) sitting there commenting like these people need to go to jail and this and this. And it's like there's so much. There's just so much misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. Stay on your purpose. Stay locked in. Stay focused. If Byron Allen didn't teach you anything, all you have to do is persevere yep. and keep it up with it. Make sure to like, comment, share, and most importantly, keep it up with it.